Actually, it works because I got up so early that I, I can't clear my throat anymore, so. Welcome back to the show that is up way too early for this. It's Pro Grapplers. Introducing first, I am way up way past my bedtime because I'm an old man. I am J amazing Jason Sigler. And my opponent, he is winning just to pop the hometown crowd. Steve the Shin Kicker Shitty. Did, did he win just to pop the hometown crowd? Did he win just to pop the hometown crowd? Um, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get to my super showdown breakdown later on in the show uh, because I have watched the entire show. It just happened, uh, so I will have fresh thoughts on that. Uh, I will not spoil anything, but I will say possibly you'll find out soon. Okay. Did, um, did you enjoy the show? Can you tell me? Can you tell me that much? I am glad I got up for it. And also, I'm really mad that I got up for it. <laughs> oh. Just like WWE, just like everything WWE, especially a special event like this, I it, it's a love-hate relationship. That, that I love that they did it. I love that I had to get up at 5 a.m. to watch it live. Uh, I actually didn't get, I, I got five minutes late, so I missed the very, very start of the show. I, I just caught, like, the end of the pyro shooting up around the arena. Uh, but... I, I like that they do these, and I also they 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 suck in lots of ways. So. <laughs> we we will get to that later. I uh, I am the only one that has watched that at this point of the two of us, so I will have my thoughts and uh, I'll uh, get your quick reactions to them. But first, we have our segments to go through, and our first is the match of the night. Uh, I've got a couple matches here listed. I unfortunately did not get to watch NXT and Mae Young Classic yet. I understand that, especially on the Mae Young Classic, there was at least a couple matches that uh, may have been on here. I know uh, uh, God, uh, Japanese women, Chinese women in this uh, tournament this time are confusing me already. <laughs> Mako Satomura, I think, fought Mercedes Martinez, and that was apparently an amazing match. Um I want to say Satomura came out on top, but I'm not totally certain. But I'm definitely going to go back and watch that. Uh, NXT also featured some interesting bouts. Uh, Johnny Gargano fought Tony Nese. Apparently he just came up from 205 Live and decided to fight him there for some reason. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I probably won't be talking about those, but go watch those shows. I understand they were quite good. One match I did want to mention, and uh, it'll be interesting to get your perspective because I don't know if you knew this or not, but Steve was actually live at Raw this week. Uh, was Ronda Rousey versus Ruby Riot? Yes, lots of R's. Um, this was for my money the best Ronda Rousey match uh, that has happened so far in WWE. Like the pure match, not spectacle, just an actual wrestling match. I think uh, Ruby Riot gave her a run for her money, and I think uh, they they made each other look really really good in the process. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ruby Riot is is really good, and. Uh, it's, I, I said it last week, I really like the Rise Squad. I think they've been doing fantastic lately, and this was a, a good match for that. I also want to address something that I heard a lot of people complain about on the internet uh, this last week, because I was very interested in reading people's reviews of Raw's, of Raw, because I was there, and it was kind of interesting to see the difference between the home, or yeah, the at-home reaction and the, in, the audience reaction. A lot of people were very, not concerned they were bummed out that they didn't do anything with the Liv Morgan thing she tried she was all about that there was a, a scene where she almost took Bree's head off that uh Sarah Logan had to interject herself in there that 
apparently did not make the TV. So it was booked. They tried. Somebody in the production booth pushed the wrong button. Or they were showing a picture of the Shawn Michaels is going to be here later. I don't know what it was, but they tried. It, um, but yeah, this was a great match. I really liked uh, a lot of it. The, the timing on ripping her shirt was super well done. I don't know if that was planned or if that was ad-libbed. If it was ad-libbed, it was super well-timed because she could have done it a lot earlier in the match. Her shirt was pretty thrashed, but the crowd popped for that for uh, many reasons. Looked great. She powered through some stuff. It was very well done, and it was just a fun match. Yeah. Um, I like uh, also when Ronda Rousey does a move, and it's it looks like a terrible botch, and I'm like, oh, God, where's this going? Oh, it's going to hurt both of them. And then she just powers through it because she's so strong and turns it into something completely different. Like she was doing like a gut wrench, and it looked like it was going to be a botch, and then she just turned it into some kind of a slam that I, I know was, you know, not the intention probably, but... A lot of her offense just looks like I'm just kind of making this up, but I'm also so strong and so talented that I, I still make it look good, which I imagine, you know, kayfabe would probably piss off all the other girls, including Ruby Riot. Maybe, you know, they might be leaning so, into yeah. that. Yeah, and that's that's fine. I, I, I like that aspect of her character. It makes her different from every other woman on the roster. Uh, not that she's not already, but... Yeah, I, I like that, and yeah, hats off. I, I really like this match. Um, another one happened on SmackDown, and this is... Hearing it on paper is not a surprise that this was a good match, but they finally remembered Shelton Benjamin is on the friggin' roster. <laughs> yeah. And they gave him something to do, and that was fight Daniel Bryan. And holy heck, that was a good match. I, it was it was really good to see Shelton Benjamin wrestling again, uh, wrestling as singles. He you know he's tagging with uh, Gable for a while, and kind of since they broke up and he went to Raw, he just hasn't done anything. And so uh, again, uh, just great match from two great wrestlers. Uh, and I think Shelton Benjamin also forced Dale Bryan to kind of do what uh, Andrade Cien Almas does, which is kind of change up your offense. Like I know what you're gonna do. You can't do that. You gotta at least do something a little bit different, otherwise that's not gonna work. So, I really like this match. Yeah, this was a lot of fun, and it's. It, I'm I'm having a hard time understanding the whole SmackDown uh, hierarchy. Like it feels like everyone, not everyone, feels like there's a gr- great disparity between like the top guys and the middle guys, and when they move somebody up, all of a sudden it's like, oh, interesting. Okay, and like 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 Sheldon Benjamin, like we had seen nothing from him for a long time, and now he's competing with Daniel Bryan, which is great. Like he can totally do it in the ring. Just from a storyline perspective, it's a little confusing. I agree with that. Um, since the brand split two three two years ago, whatever it's been now, um, they've always they've been calling SmackDown the land of opportunity. You know, you that's what you get on this show. You get opportunities. And from that perspective, I understand it, and I think it's it, it explains away, like, you know, yeah, Daniel Bryan's embroiled in this feud with The Miz, but there's this guy who, you know, hasn't really gotten a match, hasn't been on the show much lately. We know he's awesome, so let's just give this a chance and see what it is. And, you know, it could become the next feud after they're done. It could be nothing. It could get Shelton Benjamin just noticed again, and he gets a match next week with, like, Rusev, who knows? So I, I, I like it just because it gives us fresh matchups. 
Like I don't I don't care about the story at that point. I just want to see something I haven't seen before. Like NXT is really good at that. They'll throw these two guys together and the feuds that they have going keep going, but we also get to see an awesome fresh matchup that is different than what we saw the week before just because, you know, there there it's a different matchup. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree with that. So all right, moving along, uh, the, the I, I have one section that's going to be way long, way bigger uh, than any other, and I think will probably inspire the most uh, conversation as well. But I have to get to the matches that, I'm sorry, you're just not on the card. And that includes Chad Gable, Bobby Roode, and whatever the hell it is they're doing. Uh, uh, yeah, cause this whole thing's kind of been a bit of a wet fart, hasn't it? I mean, if it ends with the rude, uh, heel turn, which it seems like it's going to, it does seem like they're building to that, but it's just taking forever to get there. Uh, then I, of course, will, you know, reverse all of this and say, okay, it was fine. It's all worth it. Let's just, we got there, but it's just a month's long losing streak to the Ascension at this point. Right. Which does not look good for either no, guy. No, it does not. It looks horrible. And do you remember the last time we had two good buddies fall apart with an expected heel turn that we couldn't wait for? It was Bailey and Sasha, and look where that got us. So I not until they actually, you know, pull the trigger, I'm considering this a wet fart. So do you think that uh, acting GM or uh, constable, whatever he is now, Baron Corbin, would send these two to uh, therapy, jokingly? Uh, yes, I totally see that as a possible storyline for this. I could see him giving him a choice between four different people he could fight. I, he, I could see all kinds of stupid things happening, and... Uh, yeah, I was really hoping to see the hill turn on Monday, and it didn't happen. I'm like, well, that's, this just might never happen then. Keep on. And here's yeah, the thing. I'd... It's not even going to end up with anything good for the Ascension. Like, if this was also turned around, we got a heel Bobby Roode and a little bit of credibility to the Ascension, that'd be awesome. But they still look like garbage. Yeah, the best the Ascension has looked in the last year or two uh, was when they were buddy buddy with uh, uh, Brizongo, absolutely doing the fashion police bits because they were just playing up to the fact that they're just ridiculous. Like they dress up like that. What, what's his face? Uh, uh, Victor has the stitches drawn on his mouth every week, and Connor has the crazy eye thing going on, and then they just do goofy bits backstage. Like that that totally worked for them. And now, yeah, it's not it's not believable that they're beating these two guys. It's just sad. And, uh, yeah, uh, get to the turn quickly because uh, this this is just not doing anything for anybody. Um, something that may have done something for me, I I it it's still not good. I don't think uh, Randy Orton still hates people's body parts, and unfortunately, the body part that he hated this week was one of the ten count them ten. You're not looking at the camera. Ten digits of one Ty Dillinger. So now he is a nine at best. Randy hates other people's body parts, but he sure loves his own. I mean, he hears voices in his head. They talk to him. They say know, touch your wiener. That whole bit. 
Well, uh, it's, it's crap in a duffel bag. Voices tell you things. So I, I, I just it, it didn't look good. Like it, it looked interesting putting the finger in the the whatever they call that part of the um, that holds the turnbuckle on. And it, it, it was a good visual there until he just covered it up with both his hands and just kind of worked it for a little bit until, you know, we just assumed he broke his finger and that's what we went with. Uh, yeah. It was no yanking Jeff Hardy's earlobe, I'll yeah. say that. Finger breaking has lost a lot of its uh, impact since Pete Dunne has been on the roster. Like, he does that on a regular basis. It's not as, quote-unquote, gruesome, but... Like within kayfabe, people get their fingers broken all the time, and they keep fighting. Once Pentagon comes up, arm breaking won't be a big deal. It's it's uh, escalation of body horror. You're too you're too late, Randy. Should have been here three years ago. Well, you were here, but should have broken. If you're, if you're a fan of arm breaking, just wait till I get to uh, the finish of one of the matches from Showdown. Just 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 wait. You'll you'll love it. But first, hey. I think you got a killer gimmick. And the one that's going to top this is uh, these. These are kind of just uh, moments, like little little moments that characters had or that guys experienced, guys or gals experienced this week. And Elias and Owens have to top that with their dig on the Supersonics. Uh, but, but actually take technically against nobody because the supersonics are not there anymore in Seattle and Seattle is not happy about that. And they let them know that by booing for seemed like 15 straight minutes. And it was one of the most cringeworthy. I, my eyes were peeled and I had to watch this moments that I've seen on raw in some time. And I, I do have to hear how was that live. I have been to a lot of sporting events in my life, a lot of big events. I've been to rivalry games. I've been to Fenway Park for Yankees Red Sox. Nothing has been as loud as this. It was so loud and like, and so long that my son got bored and wanted to leave. Yeah, it was so yeah. loud that we had to go back and watch the the tape, like watch the YouTube clip of it that WWE put out because we could not hear any of the follow up banter. After he did the now Oklahoma City, I get that line. Everything else from that point on was a blur of booze. It didn't matter how much they turned up the the mics. It didn't matter all that stuff that you heard. We could not hear. We were still booing the original dig, and it was kind of awesome. <laughs> I think it's been hailed as the officially the longest boo in the history of Raw, and I'm proud to say I was a part of that. <laughs> so go me. So were you were you actually booing yourself uh, for a while, and then kind of? Oh gave yeah, up? absolutely. At first, like, oh yeah, I get to boo the heel. That's part of the fun. Boo! And I got my son booing, and we're booing. And then after like a solid minute of that, like, okay, okay, <laughs> guys, there's there's more. <laughs> like, and going back and watching it, like I could, you could see their faces, and I loved Elias's face of the whole thing. 
But you could tell, like, they were enjoying it, but they were also frustrated that they had to finish the whole stupid John Cena segment, which in in, in better days yeah. they would have yeah, Kev- just ignored. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Owens having to scream the John Cena bit after that was like, you can tell he doesn't want to do this in the first place. And also, because the guy's not even there, and just nobody letting him get through a bit of it. It was like, oh my God, this is... I was just sitting there with my wife just like... This is insane. Like, I've never seen anything like this. Uh, Ain't no party like a Seattle booing you party. Uh, I think a lot of people were really expecting John Cena to come out at that point because we knew there had to be something. Uh And so it was was like, we're going to boo this until someone solves this problem for us. And then Bobby Lashley came out and we're like, still boo. (laughs) Because no one was happy to see him either. How about Leo Rush? Leo Rush tried to come out and just blow right through it, and you guys no, weren't having no. that either. Did did we were busy yelling no. Supersonics? You gotta yell Supersonics. He was the entire roster was superfluous at that point. From that point on, it was a match between the concept of the Supersonic and Elias, and we were just gonna yell Supersonic. Did you even tell what people were chanting? Like, cause from what I heard, it was totally. Oh no, no, no! You could not hear any. I, well, no, I t- you could hear a supersonic chant once the match actually okay. started, but no, before that, it was just it was just a curtain of booze. Yeah, that's that's basically. I mean, there was a lot of stuff that I knew they were going to have to edit out, and so it. it I kind it's the video does not do justice to the moment. I they like they made it clear that that's what was happening, but they had to edit it down so you could hear the performers and not hear the. F you Elias chance that we're going. So it was awesome. It boring for after a bit, but still special. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know. It's like a, an assembly at school. Boring, but special. Nice comparison. Uh, well, I'm glad you could be there live for that moment. Unfortunately, you were not present when the Iconics uh, added a superhero pose to their repertoire. <laughs> <laughs> they're doing uh so they're on smackdown just in case you may not have seen it uh they're on smackdown they do the little they're walking out to the ring and they do the little picture in picture pre-taped thing that happened backstage before they came out and it's them talking about how you know they're gonna they're gonna uh destroy oscar and naomi and they're gonna learn they're gonna do the the new aussie floss once they win and uh peyton royce is uh, one or a five six a five six seven eight <laughs> they do the this terrible version of the floss that uh, j- just laughable and then strike a pose and like look off in the distance iconics and then the the picture picture shrinks and they come back to the live picture and they're still doing that pose <laughs> it was so good I, 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 I just, I love these girls. Like they, they are a great heel gimmick and they own it. Like they, they go all the way with it. And I, I just, yeah, I think the world. Yeah. They're, there's, they're super fun. I, I kind of want to see a heel on heel feud between them and the riot squad someday. Uh, when they, they're one of them switches brands. Uh, I would point out to them that anytime they stand with their butts pointing out, it's kind of a superhero pose in my mind. So they should keep that in mind, but yeah. No, yeah, uh, really kind of confused why they're in their current program, but at the same time, it's it's good, so keep it up. And they did, and uh, again, uh, more from the Iconics once we get to the showdown breakdown. Uh, Carmella 
had a match. Uh, uh, I can't remember if it was a tag match or not. I think it was. She and R-Truth versus Almas and Vega. And it, it was not a bad match. It was it was a good match. I, I like that they've, again, remembered that R-Truth is on the roster. And even though he's either pushing 50 or he is 50. I think he's like 48. Um can still roll with the with the younger guys and do do a great job. Um, but Carmella's finisher is the the thing I want to focus on because she did a reversal from so Vega gets her in like a bridge pin, uh, and you think that's gonna be it or maybe she'll bridge out of it. But no, she bridges out of it, rolls right over, and perfectly, boom, she's right there for her submission finisher, whatever that I forget what it's called, but where she you know has their head in a vice and is pulling back on it, um. It, it was just a it was a beautiful reversal yeah it was surprising it caught me a car like uh she might get my most improved of the year if she keeps progressing like her heel work was fantastic earlier in the year her mic work was just amazing and she's becoming a better wrestler so way to go yeah absolutely after, especially after uh James Ellsworth was sent packing yes. again. Uh, she, you know, kind of had to find her own footing and, uh, yeah, she hats off to her. She is doing a great job this year. Definitely my most approved at this point. Um, yeah. And having a great time. Like she, she and our truth look like they're legitimately having a great time out there. So I, yeah, nothing bad about, uh, to say about Carmilla, which is not something I thought I would say like even a year ago. Oh probably, yeah. Probably. A fun moment that uh, most people probably missed because it's on the Mixed Match Challenge and good lord, as much as they want us to watch that show, I, I just don't know how many people are... It's on uh, Facebook. Seriously, having at, least, having at least one match on each show now have to play to that crowd to say, don't forget to watch this on Facebook Watch after the show or tomorrow night or whenever it is, um, is just sad. It's just it's taking up time that we don't need to take up. But... On the Mixed Match Challenge, they did have uh, Ravishing Rusev Day taking on uh, Day One Glow. And we got a very fun moment. Most of the match is a dance contest. Contest. I'm not going to lie. Like, there's not much of a match going on there. They stop. They turn the lights down and actually do, like, the, the dance lights and actually start up dance music in the middle of the match. Like, the match is still going on and they just stop and do this. Um, but we get Rusev channeling Rikishi who, as, as you may or may not know, is the father of Jimmy and Jay Uso. Or is it father or uncle? I think, I it's, think, he... I think it's father. I can't remember. I'm sure it's their dad. Yeah. But either either yeah. way, the, the blood member. definitely flows there. And uh, so they're dancing, and uh, uh, Jim, Jimmy Uso gets the glasses, like the Rikishi glass, sunglasses, and puts them on Rusev. And Rusev looks like he's transformed, and he starts doing the dance. And he does the the quick the, the head down like oh my gosh they're actually gonna do the Rikishi dance this is gonna be so awesome and then no he just kicks off Jimmy's head <laughs> <laughs> nice it was it was a great subversion uh, of that moment but it was also it it was, was kind of cool just to see him with the sunglasses on and uh, again it looked like they're having a blast so yeah that that was one mixed match challenge moment uh, the other match was. B and B, which is Balor and Bailey versus Mahalisha, and I, I get that that sounds like a fun pairing on paper, maybe, but it's bad. But there's nothing fun about watching Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox team together. <laughs> I don't know. I, so the 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 throwaway match on Raw that I saw was actually it was fun. It was definitely rushed because they knew because the the booing 
like cut their into them i'm sure i'm sure elias and owens took longer than expected to like well good thing no one cares about this match but there were a lot of people who cared about that match there were so many kids just stoked to see bailey when she came out and a surprisingly large contingent of gender fans there were a lot of people hyped to see gender in seattle so i'm glad they got to perform and i'm 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 glad the mix match challenge hype matches are at least getting people on the card who otherwise wouldn't be and you know making their fans happy so i'm glad for that okay i that's great i didn't necessarily come through on tv i mean I, bailey and balor you know they, they love those two and i i will say i do have an awesome screen grab of finn balor walking through the the forest of the inflatable buddies and his it, it, he looks like a damn My Little he Pony. Does. <laughs> like it's just giant glit grin on his face, and he's like, "I I can only describe what he was doing as prancing." <laughs> he and will go whole hog I, on whatever he's given. They like you. We're gonna make you a scary yeah. demon man. Like, okay, I'm a scary demon man. We're gonna make you a twelve year old girl. Done. <laughs> yeah, I can own that. That's fine. Yeah, I, I, if they have nothing for him right now, really on the main roster, then I, I'm glad he's owning this and having a blast. And, and he and Bailey, you know. Like they're having fun. I will say, I think it was in the match. I don't think they did on Raw. Um, he has on the Bailey jacket, like the the Letterman's jacket, but it's you know Bailey's. Um, he has that on, and then at one point decides, no, no, this doesn't work for me, and rips the buttons open so he can see his ripped abs, and he's like, that's better. That sounds all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not not much to remember from the match itself, but um, yeah, that that it it's fun. I I'm not enjoying as much this time still, but. It's it's fun time if you want to watch something on Facebook. You can't watch it on the network. I will say that. I have found that they put on the network like some number of days later. So if you don't want to look it up on Facebook, you can watch it there and not have to worry about all that silly yeah. crap. Also, oh. YouTube has like five-minute versions of each of the matches, which is most of the match. Yeah, yeah, but that kind of cuts down. Uh, these matches are all about the silliness, and they cut out a lot of that. So I found the YouTube clips actually don't do it justice. Like you do need to see the full match. You just don't want to watch like 20 minutes of fluff that before that. Uh, there's no point to having these ma- these episodes be as long as they are. Um, speaking of no point, I think this got no heat. And this is just in my mind because I know everybody else was there for it and it's the main reason Super Showdown is happening, but I'm tired of the grumpy old men. Yeah. I The legends are going to fight and it's the last time ever and we're getting more and more men involved in it and we have to pay the county of Knox uh, in Knox, Ten- Knox County in Tennessee to take Kane away so we can do our special show. Uh and he came back sporting a little tuft of chest hair, which I found funny that people pointed that out. Sorry, right. uh, Undertaker had a neck slip. I, uh, or no, no, it was Braun that's, Strowman. That, that's anyway, bound to yeah. happen when you're that age. Anyway, well, Braun Strowman is—he is Mister Nip Slip. <laughs> like that's that's his his outfit is made to have his nips slip. Uh, yeah, I, I. How was the crowd for this? Because it was mostly just. You know, verbal shots taken back and forth. There's a little physicality there at the end, but like, was the crowd nuts oh, for this? Or absolutely, no? we were nuts for this. We we're so on board. So this is what one of the a couple things about going to my first Raw event that kind of changed how I view it wrestling. 
because because of this event, me and my son have seen The Undertaker, Triple H, Kane, and Shawn Michaels in a ring together. Something that could not have happened otherwise. That means more when you get to do it in person than it does on TV. Just seeing them on TV, it is kind of like, oh, this is kind of a waste. We've done this before. This is something that could be done for other people. But this was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for us. And people lost their minds. I think everyone convinced themselves that as the show progressed, something would have to happen because just hearing Shawn Michaels talk at the end was not a way to end, not the way they were going to end the show. So the as we realized Shawn Michaels was going to be the last thing, we're like, oh, something cool is going to happen. And then Kane comes out. Everyone loses their mind. Like, we get to see Kane. This is amazing. And I think everyone convinced themselves that that was it because the the Kane pop was like kind of one of like acceptance and like, oh, this is cool. And then the Undertaker one was like, holy crap, this is not what we expected. And everyone lost their minds. And it was awesome. I get that it is a waste of raw time. I get that it is overshadowing current performers. I don't care anymore. It was so much fun to see this live. Uh, was this the main event of Super Showdown, though? Can you tell me that much? Was it the last thing at Super Showdown? Yes. Okay, see, that I disagree with. We'll, we'll, we'll okay. get to that very soon, but yeah, it was absolutely the last thing to go on. And the longest thing and the... Yeah, see, yeah, I don't agree it. with it being last at, at the pay-per-views. I think that should be something more modern. It's kind of weird that they didn't have the universal title on, but, I mean, Joe and Styles could have done last. But as far as, like, a f- five minutes at the end of a show to get people hype and give people an opportunity to see something that they, they had assumed would not happen in their lives, I think it's totally fine. And I had a great time. And my son and I were just so hyped walking home. And my my son was, like, going a mile a minute trying to explain all of this to his mother and give her all the necessary backstory. And she's asking, like, wait, what's a cane? Who's the Undertaker? What? What? <laughs> she's like, he's, like, trying to explain 20 years of wrestling history, which he has only gotten vicariously through me. He doesn't obviously know the attitude era or any of that stuff and he only found out who kane was because i made him watch the undertaker versus Shawn michaels first hell in a cell match so he's like oh now i get this stuff and so he was super hyped to see it the the main players come back and the whole time he's like where's china china should be here for this and i'm like oh yeah she should <laughs> now i'm sad <laughs> and that's the problem with uh getting to know the attitude era and even just any old wrestlers is like, well, where's such and such. Oh, um, he, we, we had I'm that sorry, talk. Bud. He's like, so what's, what's uh, under the giant doing now? Is he retired? Uh, he passed away. What about ultimate warrior? He's dead. What's that jacket? Why is everyone making a big deal to Ronda Rousey's de- jacket? Uh, that's another dead wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> now he asks like, where's the big show? Is he dead? <laughs> no, big show's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> for now. I love that assumption of somebody goes away for a month. Where'd they go? Are they dead? They're di- they died, didn't they? You have to be careful of these things. These 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 performers put their body through a lot and especially at that age they or in that time period they didn't take the best care of them. So No, no. I, I mean they still don't necessarily, but I mean they're much better about it. But I think uh, we will see a lot less. Yeah, that's that's funny from that perspective. Yeah. yeah. So it was all right. Well, before we get to the before we get to the showdown breakdown, I've got some near falls. And 
really only one, but it involves an entire division. So you're on notice. Tag division on Raw. What the hell? Why Why is the Revival getting nerfed again? Why does the B team need another push? AOP should d- dominate everyone. That's fine. Like, that's what should happen. And the fact that they dominate a B team instead of uh, Revival, you know, Revival got the hell out of there. They're like, oh, we've done this before. We fought these guys. Let's get out of here. That hurts. I'll tell you exactly uh, why the B team is getting another push. Because it is a lot of fun to yell, B team, B team, go, go, go. That's something that can get a stadium popping. It's a lot of fun to chant the inferior entrance. Yes, it is. Battle, battle scars for life. Uh, anyway, yeah, I, I agree. It, it sucks that the revival is going through this, but I could, I could see a fun three-way program being done. Uh, it won't be the ascension, or not the ascension, the uh, the revival versus DIY, DIY versus aop but it could be kind of close so but i like the b team more than okay me. how about this how about this uh, just like the universal title before it i don't really care what they're doing but get the titles off of ziggler and mcintyre unless you're going to have them mix in with the actual tag teams get the titles off of them because they're not doing anything with it they barely even posed with it as super showdown like it almost looked like they forgot them um which, you know, with Brock Lesnar, that would not be a surprise. That, that Something about red title belts, just people have bad memory loss. Uh, just get it off of them and let these guys fight for them. Like, let, let AOP be the champs and everybody chasing them. Or give to the Revival and they're, you know, scrappy guys that always get it done. Just something for the titles. Don't just have them fighting for no reason. Don't have the Revival fighting the B team just because. It's just... Absolutely yeah. agree. The titles need to be on Revival right now, and B Team and AOP need to be chasing. And I, I would love a nice three-way dance. I think that would be a lot of fun, but it should be over the titles. Concurred. Yeah. All right. So we're we're uh, half an hour in. We're gonna get to the breakdown here. Uh, I'm not gonna go super detailed because, like I said, you you haven't yeah, seen yeah, this I'm gonna yet. Watch this it, is basically so. just give. Okay, so are you okay with me spoiling every single match? Uh, fine. I, I won't watch them all anyway. I mean, you, you probably will because a lot of them are very short, but I, are you okay yeah. with that? Yeah, yeah, bring it on. All right. So the, the first match on the card was New Day versus The Bar. Uh, this was it, – it was good while it lasted. <laughs> it kind of it seemed a little short, but uh, the New Day took it, so they retained the titles – at Super Showdown. Yeah, figures. Uh, uh, in case you're curious, Kofi and uh, Xavier were the wrestlers for New Day, which I think is a mistake, but also they were awesome. So. Okay. Uh, the next match was Becky Lynch defending against Charlotte. That was second? And this was... Uh, yep, that was what second. Ah. <sighs> I, if you want the order or the the times or the, the like the the durations of these matches to make any sense, please don't because some of them do not. Um, they should have opened or ended, is my it, mind anyway. Carry on. Well, that was never going to happen. Unfortunately, opened. so I could totally see them opening with uh, this. It could have opened, but uh, yeah. Well, there was way more um, hype for this than the New Day Bar match. Yes, one hundred percent. And Becky Lynch uh, basically owned the match for a while. Charlotte got some spears in here and there. I don't even think she hit the moonsault, which tells me it was not a real match. <laughs> so if Charlotte doesn't hit the moonsault, then what are we even doing? 
Actually, no, 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 that's not that's not true. She did she did it once, and and uh, I, th- I think she missed or something. Becky got the knees up. I forget what it was. Um, it didn't look as bad as it does when she's standing, but uh, yeah, uh, Becky gets the uh, DQ win. Actually, I guess technically Charlotte got the DQ win, but Lynch is still the champion, so she's taking the coward's way out. Um, I'll let you see the exact ending, so I, I won't ruin that before you. But I will tell you, it is very disappointing. It is a wet fart of an ending to a match. Yes. Uh, next up was Cena Lashley versus Elias and Owens. This was odd because it was basically Lashley versus Elias and Owens. And uh, he's kind of killing himself out there to make this match happen. Dove through the ropes and just landed flat on the floor at one point. Uh, John Cena finally gets the hot tag. Literally hits his six moves. Yes, I said six moves. And that's the match. Oh, he, he did the six like, move of doom? He, he, he did, and uh, let me look, because I, I can't say it exactly, and neither could he, probably. Um, Corey Graves gave it the actual, like, Mandarin pronunciation. He didn't call it the... I think they just call it... Uh, uh, not thrust punch. Something. Uh, her, I forget what they're calling it. But he called it the... Sian Dien Tuan To. No, um, okay, that's... Somebody messed that up along the way. <laughs> Good. Yep. Um, but so he hit the AA and then hit that move. Like he put, he did the AA and then the guy got up cause you know, that's not enough to put anybody away anymore. And then he hit that, that punch and they, they hyped it up. They talked about, are we going to see it? Are we going to see it? And he did it. And that was, that was it. I think that was to Elias probably. Uh, and that, that was the end of that match. Like it, it, Cena, or Cena barely did anything. Except get on the mic afterwards and thank everybody for coming. Uh, tell them he doesn't know what's going on in his life right now, but he's very thankful to be in WWE. Uh, thank JBL for his hair. He apparently stole the hair right off of JBL. His hair hairstyle is the exact same now. Um, and yeah, I, we don't know. We'll see. Oh, and John Cena was wearing bootleg gear. What? <laughs> you'll you'll see photos of it at some point. His his new gear that he was wearing looked like he made it the night before himself. <laughs> It looks very, very bad. Like, I, I can't believe they were selling it, but they definitely were because there were people in the crowds wearing the same shirt. Uh, it's it's the worst John Cena design ever, and that's saying something. Okay. Um, we then got to see a meat pie ad, yeah, I assume because we're in Australia. Pies, I don't pies. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yep. miss meat pies so much. Uh, Naomi, Naomi comes home to find uh, flower petals, you know, peppering the floor, going this way and that. And she says, oh, this is so romantic. Dude, you didn't have to do this. She finally leads them, finds them leading to the bathroom where Jimmy Oso- Uso is there alone with a meat pie. Okay, wait a second. <laughs> what the? Why, is, why, does, why does the WWE people think people have sex with food? That's... I, I think they do. I think I think we're not we're we're rethink, we're overthinking this. I think they do have sex with. Food. I don't think they should, especially not a delicious meat pie. Like yeah, golden honey mustard KFC chicken. That's worthless, like garbage. Go ahead and put your dick in that. Don't put your dick in a meat pie. That meat pie is good, or it was good until you ruined it. Uso, earning that explicit tag. Thank you. I know I slapped that on there for a reason. Uh, oh, the next was, uh, well, uh, yeah, uh, Naomi Asuka versus the Iconics. Uh, they let the Iconics take it in a fairly quick match. Uh, there wasn't really a whole lot to it, but I mean, they let the hometown gals win. So I'm mad about that. Yeah. 
I, once the match ended, my my note was seriously, what is going on with this show? Why are they rushing so much? Because this match got over. This was the fourth match, and they were like barely over an hour into it. I was like, they they are rushing to something, and I don't know what. So, yeah, a fine match. Uh, uh, my daughter loves Oscar's hair. She was sitting beside me, and she was like, I really like her, her hair. Her hair is awesome. And I was like, you think you? It is. I said, yeah. I said, some people put color like that in their hair, and they think it's more fun. Kind of gives them a different look. You like it? She's like, yeah. So I, of course, had to ask, you know, would you like to put color like that in your hair? Which is a bad idea, because then that means she'll probably, like, you know, melt crayons and put it in her hair. And be like, see, Daddy, I did it. Just tell her, like, if you want to so, do that, I have some Kool-Aid, and we can make this happen. Yeah, we can get it done more professionally. Please don't do it yourself. Uh, Styles versus Joe was next. And this was a no DQ, you know, must have a finish, must have a winner uh, match. And I I will say I think it was their best one. Um, I think it's probably the most enjoyable to watch. And uh, uh, a quote-unquote injury, because I don't believe it was real, uh, led to the finish. And Styles is still your champion. Okay. Yep. That was pretty much my reaction. I, I, it is a worthwhile match to watch. They do they do a, a pretty good job with it. Um, but uh, yeah, it it, it kind of had the schmazzy stuff that Styles matches are now known for. But uh, yeah, and the crowd was also very much there for uh, Joe getting a win. Every time he hit the Coquina clutch, they got out of their seats and they were very loud. Yeah. But then, then he would, you know, uh, Styles would slip out of it, and they would sit down and be quiet again. <laughs> There's a lot of that. There's also a big arena, like eighty thousand oh, yeah, people. The, the MCG is huge. Yeah, so it was one of those like WrestleMania, you know, like when they're quiet, they're very quiet because you just because there's so much can't quiet, hear anything but a murmur in that. Yes, too much quiet. <laughs> uh, next up was the Riot Squad versus the Bellas and Rousey. Uh, actually, check, sorry, check that. It's the Riot Squad versus Ronda Rousey. The Bellas were a non-element. Really? Barely wrestled. Uh, Nikki got like, you know, was the, you know, damsel in distress in the corner for most of the match. Bree got some offense at the very beginning and screen Bree mode and then got owned. And that was, that was pretty much it. She did. I, it was either Bree or Nikki that grabbed Liv Morgan's tongue. Which, when you paint it a different color than your body, yeah, you're gonna. It's gonna be a target. Somebody's gonna grab it eventually. So, grabbed her tongue. That, that, that was odd. That sounds almost Randy Orton esque right now. Yeah, it did kind of. Well, he wasn't there on the show, so maybe he felt he <laughs> called ahead. He's there like, in hey, spirit. I need somebody to do something for me. Somebody touch a tongue. I'm gonna have another feud coming in a few months. First ever intergender match, and I need you to start working the tongue. <sighs> That's a weird thing for Randy Orton to say. It's actually probably not weird, but it's it, creepy. It's um, weird. So I mentioned before, if you like breaking arms and you'll really like the uh, the Super Showdown, I will mention that the finish of this was Ronda Rousey doing a double arm bar on uh, Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan and somehow winning the match. I don't know how you tap out two people at the same time and it wins a match, but and it also you know it's two people in an arm bar, so it yeah, that ridiculous, sounds stupid. But, uh, it was very stupid. It was very. This is an interesting idea, but the visual looks really dumb. Uh, yeah, 
and the whole you know she she stands there with the arm with both arms in this case and then before once she finally falls to the ground they just instantly tap because you know she's ronda rousey i think she did a great job in the match um and uh i think this leads nicely to a nikki bella ronda rousey match because I don't want to see it, but, you know, Mickey Bella did nothing there, so for her to come out and, like, brag about it, and Ronda maybe come out on Monday and say, uh, yeah, you did nothing. I won that match. Thank you very much. And Nikki Bella gets all uppity, and, yeah, that's that's an easy heel to hate in that match. I will say that. That still sounds stupid, though. That that should be more than that. Anyway, I haven't, I haven't seen it. I'll have to go watch it. be interesting to see how they build from it. I don't understand why they think we want to watch the Bellas, but people want to watch the Bellas, apparently. It's because the Bellas represent the historical side to them of WWE women, the women's evolution. And I, we know that's not yeah. true, but they're going to force it down our throats. So, yeah. Uh, next up, hometown hero Buddy Murphy is now your cruiserweight champion. See, this was the Australian who was supposed to win. And the only one who was supposed to win. And he did. Well, the Iconics took it have. as well. But, I mean... That this was the crowd was on the edge of their seat for every single thing Buddy did. Every time he would hit a, land a punch, he would run across the ring. They were just, I mean, yeah, that 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 was the loudest they were the entire night. Was everything Buddy Murphy did, especially the win. Uh, it, it definitely was not even his best match by far. He's had much better matches, longer matches on Two Hundred Five Live, but. Uh, yeah, for what it was, it was it was entertaining. It looked like Cedric Alexander was going to take it a couple of times, and then yeah, he gets the win, and crowd goes nuts. I, I'm surprised he did not ball his eyes out in the middle of the ring, but I don't know. I mean, that's not the kind of man Buddy Murphy is. <laughs> Australians don't cry, man. I'd, I'll take your word for it. That's <laughs> big enough spiders that I I would imagine that kind of gets worked out of you at a young age. Sp- Spiders don't make you cry. And then? everything else that lives there. Spiders are mean bullies. They make you very emotional. The one's that big, yes. They take your wallet. Sure. Uh, next up was uh, The Shield versus The Dogs of War. John, if you caught that Monday, that is what they are now calling this team of Strowman, Ziggler, and McIntyre. I heard that earlier. They did not refer to them th- as that at all in the arena. At least um, they might have on a segment we didn't see, but I, I remember them talking about that before. So I think that's a cool name. I like. Yeah. It. So it 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 works. The Dogs of War versus the Hounds of Justice. You got just a bunch of dog fighting, which you know is illegal. But I guess we'll go ahead and do it on Raw in front of a live crowd. Um, it it was a fine match. It was it was what you would expect. These guys just going to war, and Strowman at one point goes through the barricade and. Uh, they do once again the whole is Dean Ambrose with us or against us thing. It's it, it's it's kind of getting tired at this point, which sucks because these are six of the best wrestlers on the roster. But I I, I want them to move on now, and hopefully they will after this. But I, I mean they have to in some way because now Reigns has to concentrate on just Strowman and Lesnar for uh, Crown Jewel. So yeah, I. I, I... It's a good feud. I'm enjoying it. Uh, I think something like that will kind of mix it up. And then maybe while Reigns is away, the tag team can play. And they'll... Or no, because it's Drew and... It's Dolphin McIntyre that have it. Never mind. 
because I don't want them to put the title, the tag titles on uh, Rollins and Ambrose. That would just be stupid. So, never mind. I don't, I don't think they would do that. I think maybe we'll move on and do something different. But I, who knows? It's a fun match. You'll enjoy it. Um, but the uh, the Shield was victorious. So, won't bother telling you who won it for them. But uh, the Shield was victorious. The penultimate match is to determine the number one contender for the WWE Championship, and that is between The Miz and Daniel Bryan. The match was all of three minutes. Serious? Yep. That is... I can just spoil the entire match for you on this one. There's a little bit of offense. Uh, uh, Miz goes for the skull-crushing finale. Bryan uh, reverses it into a kind of small, uh, small package pin and wins and so I, I i get that they're telling the long story and i think you know miz is probably going to screw brian out of it when they he is fighting now styles at crown jewel for the title uh, i think miz will travel all the way to saudi arabia just to screw daniel brian out of the title which you know ke- keeps their feud going and i think is effective but man was this a weird weird yeah, way to do it that is strange yeah yeah, so, uh, yeah, it, it is what it is. <laughs> it's um, wrestling. Yeah, and maybe they also wanted to deflate the crowd so they'd be ready to be really loud for the final match, which is the last time ever, Triple H versus Undertaker with Kane and Shawn Michaels in respective corners, and uh, they did a great job. Like, they, it, it was a long match. They t- told a good story with it. Uh, they brought out uh, oh and uh, right when the match begins they announced that and also we are just now announcing that this match is a no disqualification match and uh, Triple H you know smiles because he's the COO he gets to make that call so he made that call on the fly and that's that's smart so uh, they got to break out the tables and the chairs and weapons and getting everybody involved and I, I think it made the match probably better and uh, you know what I'm not going to ruin the very end moment other than to say it sets up further things down the line uh, well, but you can enjoy that yourself yeah we kind of all knew that's what this whole thing was for yeah yeah that's Saudi Prince has got money they're going to throw it at people to get people to wrestle <laughs> going to pull the strings uh and that's what happened. So, uh, yeah, uh, Triple H takes it. He won the match, but uh, like I said, that is not the end by far. So, yeah, kind of, kind of a, a not an odd ending to the to the night, but it was a four hour pay per view. They didn't go the full five that they were uh, allotting, I think, at one point. So, and that final match probably went a full hour between like from Triple H from Shawn Michaels' entrance to what happens at the very end and they go off the air was probably an hour plus. So wow. took up a good chunk of the show, but also it's clearly the thing they were, they were selling the most. So yeah, see, and not that surprising. That's more of the problem where it gets to be that big. I don't, I don't have a problem with them doing nostalgia for nostalgia's sake, but doing an hour of nostalgia, doing 25% nostalgia. That's a lot of nostalgia. It is, but also, when it's not for a thing in the States, when it's for something that, like they said, they haven't been to Australia in 16 years. Uh, really? You kind of have to deal that's with that. That's crazy. Yeah, that's what they said. They have not been. And the last title change, 
I, th- I can't remember where I saw it uh, in Australia for WWE was like 92, I think. That makes me feel old because I was there in Australia and I saw a bunch of WWE, WWF at the time posters because they were coming for something then. So I'm old, Jason. Well, I don't, I don't like that. It, you are old. We're old. I don't like it. It's an old podcast. I don't like it. So there's that's your your showdown breakdown. Uh, I, overall, I think an interesting show. Uh, consider uh, continued some rivalries. Hopefully, maybe capped off at least a couple as well. And uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where we go from this, especially because the men's roster now will not have another show until Crown Jewel, really, because Evolution is the next pay per view, and that is women only. Yep, and Crown. Take a seat, man. That's fine. Uh, Crown Jewel is enough, it feels even more like a glorified house show so yes yes it does but except for the fact that you know the t- the universal title will be on the line in a triple threat uh styles and brian will be fighting and that will have consequences i'm guessing like i said Miz gets involved and i, I was gonna say the women's match but that won't happen so uh that's yeah it, it it will not be this show i don't think i think super showdown was more of a traditional pay-per-view uh, that will very much be a house show. Otherwise, I imagine John Cena will probably be there. That'll be exciting. Get to see John Cena. Good old John Cena. I can't see him. Well, that's that's kind of his thing. That's that that he wants that, and that's that's weird. Um, there's one ringside area uh thing of note that you put in here actually. So uh, I, I'll let you speak to it. What's what's this little news item? Oh yeah. So I like I said I was looking for any news about the Seattle show and apparently it caused a 1% drop in the value of WWE stock. And the analysis on Forbes was because the fans booed so much. Which I find to be faulty analysis. And I thought that was funny. Yeah, Forbes, uh, stay in your lane. That's not. Uh, is it from Forbes or is it from Yahoo Finance? Because that's who li- the link is from. Yeah, I, I, I remember them talking about Forbes in the article. So I think Forbes is the one reporting on okay. Yahoo Finance is just kind of, you know, presenting the news from Forbes for us. Gotcha. They also note that the the, the leaning on older stars for nostalgia's sake and. You know, not not going to their younger guys is also part of it, and I do agree with that. I, I can see that. I can, s- but yeah, the blaming it on the booing <laughs> one night is ridiculous. It's just so stupid. Um, I, I do. Th- I, I'm torn about th- that though, because like I could see a lot of investors thinking, "Oh, that's a good thing," especially like you know, I enjoyed that. I I I totally get why they're doing it, and they've been accused of leaning on the people from the past for a long time. I mean, that was the whole point of the pipe bomb. But a lot of stars came out of the pipe bomb era as well, and they're now they're the part timers. So it kind of like what people say it's going to make happen doesn't happen. It's I think it's something they need to be very cognizant of. It I think it's something they need to be very aware and careful of. And I think they have wobbled back and forth too much and too little in the past, and they continue to go back and forth on that now. But I'm not worried about it destroying the company. Yeah, I yeah, it's. It is what it is. Stock prices drop and fall, uh, drop and uh, rise now based on a tweet. So uh, things are volatile. It's crazy out there. And no crazier than here in the world of professional wrestling. Holy crap. Um, so our next uh, next big show will be Evolution. 
I'll be coming up in a few weeks. We've got all the other wrestling to watch all week. The big Wednesday night now. The block of a network, WWE Network stuff to watch. So, oh, plenty of stuff out there. Plenty of stuff we already talked about. But that's going to do it for this episode of Pro Grapplers. I thank you for listening. If you like it, please subscribe. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you find your podcast. You can find this podcast on Spotify now. That's right, Spotify, the home for podcasts, apparently. Uh, don't think you can leave a review there, but you can leave one on Apple Podcasts, I know. I believe you can do it on Google as well. You can find us on Twitter, at P Grapplers, individually. I am at the Jason Sigler. And I'm individually at Idahobo. We'll talk at you next week on the greatest podcast in the history of our sport. I'm Amazing Jason Sigler. always be Steve the Shin Kicker Shinny. We are barreling towards a women-only pay-per-view here on Pro Grapplers. Pro Grapplers. <laughs>